Welcome to the Engage for More podcast. We are so excited that you are with us today. We are faith-based life and business coaches who just want to come alongside you and encourage you to engage Jesus in every area of your life so that you can experience the more that he came to offer you. You know, when we started this, God actually showed us seven different areas of our life that he wanted us to talk about. And so we do our best to show up here every week and talk about the hard stuff, to keep it real, to be honest, and just to dig deep into God's word with you. And so thank you for joining us. We encourage you to invite your friends to do the same. And hey, do you know how people find this podcast? Is by you leaving um, reviews, five stars if you want to. That's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and ratings and reviews and just telling your friends about it. You know, that just helps people um, to find the podcast. And so that way you're just linking arms with us, yeah. doing ministry with us just by sharing it with your friends. So welcome. We're glad that you're here. I am Pam Pegram. I'm hanging out with my friends. Hello, I'm Gwen Neal. And I'm Kim Ball. We're so glad that you're joining us today. Yes. yes, and so y'all, this is Easter week. Ooh-hoo. We're excited you're here, and bet you have big plans getting ready for Easter. That's mm-hmm. right. And so we want to talk about it, and we want to talk about what you're focusing on. Like, are you doing all the Easter egg hunts and dyeing mm-hmm. the eggs and Fun. trying to figure out what the Easter bunny is bringing your children? You know, are you decorating with all the Easter decor now? Do you have an Easter egg tree? Or what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, right. and in the midst of all of that, is Jesus a part of it? That's right. 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 Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the Easter bunny, Peter right. Cottontail, um, the Easter egg hunt that we forget um, the real reason for but, Easter. For Easter. Yeah. And it's Jesus. And we have to keep him at the forefront. And we go right to the word in this with John 3 16. For God so loved and dearly prized the world that he gave his one only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him shall not perish but have eternal life mm. that's the greatest easter egg unwrapping ever yes right. it is that's the good news that's very good news <laughs> the very the good, good news. news yeah i think about um you know we some i don't i, I admit that i've not always focused on exactly um the complexity every Easter of what happened during those days leading up to the crucifixion and him dying on the cross and then three days later rising. And and I kind of had a chance um, these past couple of weeks to co- go back to the Garden of Gethsemane mm. and kind of study a little bit more about the garden and what um, what happened there. And when I studied specifically about it, what I didn't really realize is a couple of things mm-hmm. that are so significant to maybe this week is Holy Week as you're listening, um, as you're preparing for Easter. But as he went into Gethsemane, I didn't realize that Gethsemane meant olive press. That's mm-hmm. the very meaning of olive press. And of course, he was pressed beyond belief there at the garden. Yeah. And, um, and in that, um, that um, he 
was the very thing that he did was the very first thing when he was pressed as he prayed to his father. He prayed to God. And it was that very prayer that made a difference on the cross. Of course, the plans were in place, but is that very prayer. And that's so significant to me is that the prayers we pray in those hard places, yeah. God hears. Yeah. God yes. hears. And so for me, that's the very that's very significant in starting my Holy Week and Easter as we go through that that walk in the Garden of Gethsemane is that that what happened when Jesus got in a really hard spot. I mean, he was fearful. He asked mm-hmm. that, that God take this from him, right? Yeah. Like he just didn't want to have to experience it, but he prayed. And so that's that's really significant if you're in a hard time right now is just to stop everything and pray. And that and that Jesus was not a victim to these circumstances of being crucified on the cross, but it says in John that he laid he chose to lay That's down right. his life. Yeah. He chose they that the circumstances of them killing him were, were not the plan. It was that he chose to lay down his life for us. Right. And how much more does it mean here at Easter that he chose to lay down his life for each of us? Right. That literally um I was as I was reading and kind of the one in the commentary said that, that Jesus would was up on that cross and it was just like he looks out at us and says, You are worth it. Mm. You are worth this. Yeah. And I love I want to go back to how you started when he was in the garden and and getting an understanding of the true um translation of uh Gethsemane being mm-hmm. pressed. Pressed and equating that when pressed, pray. Yes, that's I love that, Gwen. Yes, well, you, well, you just gave it to us. Well, I know, yeah. but you just yeah, but Starful. when you're pressed, pray. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and Somebody a write, write, that us, write that down. Write that down and send it to us. Yeah, yeah. We don't and, have a pen. Right, right. <laughs> so with, with with even getting ready in for Easter and all the preparation. Um, you know, getting your hair appointment mm-hmm. in, finding the perfect Easter frock for the day, preparing the ham and the dinner. If family's coming over, that causes a pressing upon us. Yes. And so we need to stop and, and exhale and, and pray, Lord, I don't want to be pressed about this, mm-hmm. about the stuff. Right. Let me be pressed into your presence. Right. Oh, yes. oh I love it. Pressed into your presence. Yeah. Pressed and pray and press and in, be in your presence. Yeah. Ooh, yeah oh, that's Jesus. so good. Gosh, you're good. Yes. That is that's so That's a word strong. for me today. Yeah, that mm. is a word. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think it's so important, too, for us to, to think of, you know, as you're listening, if you're a mom or a grandmother or an aunt, sister, or friend, you know, if you've got some littles in your life that you love mm. to do Easter with, um, you know, I think we just live in a world where... We want to shield our children from the harsh reality of life, yes. right? And so I think I think what's happening sometimes is that we don't want to talk about Jesus dying. Yeah. That was violent, right. you know, and that was harsh. And, and so our kids don't really even understand, you know, because we're trying to protect them from yeah. the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the story of the Bible is, I mean, when you— the whole thing is almost like an action movie, right? It really I mean, is. it was like, goodness, yeah. he, you know, all this, the guards are coming for him. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know there's a lot of drama right. associated with that. And so we try to protect our children from that. And is that the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. You know, should you protect your children 
from the reality that they are a sinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that they do things that are wrong and that that Jesus took on their sin. That's right. Yeah, your your little baby girl who's so beautiful and perfect mm-hmm. and precious, like she's a sinner, she sins, she's bad. You know, mm-hmm. she she lies, she does I mean, apart from All God, of right? Us. Yeah. yeah. And so she needs to understand right. that she too needs a savior. You yeah. know, and I think we can impl- we plant that just at such young ages they can mm-hmm. start to know who jesus is right and to understand it you know i get tickled i was i was telling my daughter the other day i had her three-year-old and she was in there playing pretend and and so she was talking about god and then she she was she was just pretending like talking to her babies and yeah. she had she was all dressed up and she had like three purses and all this and she was <laughs> so busy and she was talking about god and power and the power and and somehow it kind of sounded like superhero power stuff you know what i mean she was getting all mixed up and yeah. then a little bit i heard her say it's the holy spirit <laughs> like, what is she saying you know but but at least she knows those words yes, you know she knows right. that god is powerful wow. and she yes. knows about the power of god and she knows about the holy spirit and it's so important Absolutely. that we start telling that yes. story yes. at a yes. young age and that we care about the confusion, you mm-hmm. know, that we care that our kids are, are conf- you know, that we need to know that this confusion matters. They need to, they need to know the real truth, the yes. real story. And so, so think about your child and how, you know, Santa Claus is a fairy tale and the Easter Bunny is a fairy tale. Well, is Jesus a fairy tale? Yeah. You know, he's just another fairy tale, right? Yeah. I mean, Santa Claus sees me when I'm sleeping. He knows when I'm good and when I'm bad. He knows when I'm awake. Well, and then we tell him Jesus knows everything. Right. So is there confusion? Yeah. Or do they understand? Mm-hmm. The Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, those are just fun. You know, yeah. those are just yes. traditions. Those are not real. Mm-hmm. Right. But Jesus is real. Yeah. He is. He is alive. And yeah. age-appropriate shows, Veggie Tales, you know, if we as parents struggle with how to relay that information to our children on a level that they will understand, Veggie Tales does an amazing job of putting biblical principles in uh, a manner and a format that children can relate to, understand, mm-hmm. and remember. And then, you know, their first Bibles um, written on their level so that um, this week that can be their bedtime story. Yes, I'm a huge advocate of the storybook Bible. Mm -hmm. I think that is done so well. Right. Um, Get it on Amazon. It's just called the storybook Bible. And um, it's for all ages. And matter of fact, it's great for us. Mm -hmm. Like if you are intimidated by God's word, you're like, I don't even know what this is about. Yeah, right. (laughs) Read the storybook Bible. Mm -hmm. Learn all of the stories of the Bible. And then when you're studying the scriptures, it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, it just just clarifies it for you. So that's a great thing to start reading with your children. It's. There's a lot of super cool stories mm-hmm. that are such teaching moments right. for your kids. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. So let's talk about why why do we celebrate Easter, y'all? Like what is, what's Easter really all about? Yeah. New life, mm-hmm. that we have an opportunity to um, be forgiven, accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and um, it's for the hungry and it's for the thirsty. It's for those of us who are realized I've 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 tried this way of life a long time 
and I'm not getting anywhere. There's got to be something more. Right. There's got to be um, a reason for all for this particular season that I've been in for a year. Mm -hmm. There, There has to be a higher power or calling. And Easter sets that tone for me that lets me know Jesus got up. Jesus rose from the grave. First, That's he right. died right. for my sins, for Gwen, um, who was filled with yuck, yuck. Mm-hmm. And because he got up, I can get up too. I can go to him and, I, and, and confess my sins and ask for his forgiveness and be brought into the family of faith and then have new life. Yeah. Still living right here on earth in DeSoto County, but have new life. My life now has meaning because of Jesus' sacrifice, as Kim said earlier, of him choosing to lay down his life, being obedient to the Father's ultimate plan and will for salvation. So for me, Easter means um, Jesus got up. I'm getting up too. I love that. That's a word for me today too, is, you know, that's, you can't just sit down and let the world run over you. You've got to get up and live for Jesus. That's right. Every day. Yeah. Jesus got up. There was no mistaking mm-hmm. that he was laid um, in an empty tomb. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the commentaries that I read when I was reading just about this in preparation for Holy Week, he came from a virgin's womb and came also from a virgin's tomb. That there, mm. nobody had been laid in that tomb before. There was nobody else in that tomb with him. He came from so there's no confusion yeah. as to that tomb was empty. Right. It was empty and he was no longer there. There's no confusion there. It's just like it, you know, it's so good to just realize that there's there's no mistake in that. There's yeah. no mistake in that. He rose and we can too. Girl, that's deep. I have never heard that perspective before. And it was like a light bulb switch went on in my brain, you know, the empty tomb. Right. It it being pure. Pure. He went in and he came out. That's right. We we can't mistake that it was someone else. That's right. That's right. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus rose so that we would not have to die. That's right. That's right. Such a good that, that's why I love the gift of commentary. <laughs> David Guzik, I can't take that. I cannot take credit for that. So I'm going to give that to him. But it's so good mm-hmm. just to read, you know, because it gives you a fresh perspective and understanding. Yes. Of that. Yeah. So for those of you listening, you know, I just don't want to take for granted that that you know that. Um, so Good Friday is mm-hmm. the Friday before Easter Sunday. Yes. And so we celebrate Good Friday the whole reason it's a good Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. because it is the day that, that our Savior mm. took on our shame. Yes. He was perfect. Yeah. He was sinless. And he took on our shame. Mm-hmm. And go watch the, the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, go watch. It is just brutal. He Ooh. I mean, they I, I just can't even understand. You know, I try to put myself in that position. Could I have been in that crowd screaming, crucify him, oh, my goodness. crucify him? I mean, like, how savage, yeah. you know, like how broken right. humanity is that yeah. he he had done nothing wrong. And here they are just 
shouting and celebrating and rejoicing <laughs> over him being beaten and crucified. You know, it's just it's just really hard to watch. But so he takes on all of our sin, all of our shame. Right. And he is nailed on that cross. And he became what's called the propitiation for our sin, right? right. So that, that we, it's like he paid the price for our sin. So it would yes. be like, let's just say that you had murdered someone and, you know, I showed up at court and said, no, please don't sen- sentence her to the death penalty. I will take it I will stand mm-hmm. in her place. Mm-hmm. I will take that judgment and I will sit in that electric chair and you kill me and let that person go, let her go free. That's what Jesus did for us. That's right. Exactly See, we deserve the pits of hell. And so he took on our shame, he took on our blame, took on our guilt, took on our sin. Right. And he paid the price for that. Right. So that we could be set free. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a, a freeing from a prison sentence. Yes. yes. And if you're living imprisoned today, Jesus went to the cross, so you no longer have to feel like you're living in prison. And yeah. if you have accepted him as your savior, walk out of that cell, girl. Absolutely. Walk out of that cell. Absolutely. The door has been opened. And yes. so so that's why that's Good Friday. Woo! That's right. That's why we celebrate on Good Friday is because um our Savior mm-hmm. paid that price for yeah. us. And then on the third day. Mm-hmm. Which is Easter Sunday. Yeah. Up from the grave, he arose, right? Yeah. And so they, the tomb was empty. The empty. stone was rolled away. Mm-hmm. And when the guard looked in, the tomb was empty. And the cloth was left, the swaddling cloth the, that was wrapped around his mm-hmm. body uh, was left. And you know what it was? It was folded. Yeah. yeah. It was folded. Mm-hmm. Wow. It wasn't just like still in that, yeah, right. just laying in a disarray, like in a curl or in a you know yes. roll where his body just like vaporized or something. No, it was folded, mm-hmm. and so that's really important because yes. what happens like if you're at fine dining, right? Anybody ever been? We're yeah. really really mm-hmm. fancy, and so what you do is if if you need to excuse yourself. You fold your napkin, and they know you're coming back. Mm-hmm. If you're not coming back, you just put your napkin in a wad on top of your plate, right? You just throw mm-hmm. your napkin down. Right. Right? You're not coming back. You're done, mm-hmm. right? But if you're coming back, your napkin is folded so that they know. Wow, Pam. You are coming back. And I so, am in school today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that w- it was folded. Mm-hmm. And so, in other words, Jesus is saying, letting those guards know, yeah. not only am I gone, but I am coming back. Ooh, my yes. heart is leaping out of my chest right now. <gasps> I just never thought about the significance of all of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't find dying in, in, enough. I think I always just <laughs> throw my... <laughs> I mean, McDonald's doesn't have things that you can... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but especially back in that time when there was so much tradition and culture right. and like, this is what you do. This is how you do it. Right. So th- those Roman guards would have known that. Yeah. You know, yeah. known the difference in that. And I think I must have learned that when I was actually got to go on a trip to Israel and got mm-hmm. to go and stand in that empty tomb. Wow. And uh, I think that was part of the, the teaching while I was there mm-hmm. you know they explained all of that tell which us is, about that yeah. oh my goodness you know I think it was just truly life changing mm-hmm. to walk 
what it looked like like what was it what is yeah Yeah. like i mean is it it's not very big i mean Uh it's just like a cave Uh kind of and um not anything that you would think it's it's like the there's a bench like carved out of the stone out of Mm -hmm. the cave um where his body was laid and they have all that preserved and so there's like um they actually have like bars up so that you can't oh touch you can't, it. yeah mm-hmm. you can see it but you can't move into you know into that area you can't like go lay on right. it right yeah. I mean, this is where jesus was right? right and so nobody needs to go up there and take their picture yeah. <laughs> right? laying in his tomb but um and it's you know there's a sign on the door that says it is finished wow. you know and um it's just it's just overwhelming mm-hmm. to stand there and to know and to imagine you know like stone is heavy like yeah. you know yeah. if you just have a rock that's as big as let's just say your leg it's really yeah. hard to pick up yeah. you know and this this stone covered that doorway and so like it's not like somebody could just scoot it over you right. know it's yes. just impossible for somebody to mm-hmm. move on their own and so it's just the whole reality and it's you know what's so amazing to me is just the locale where everything is and how close everything was. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when Kim was talking about the Garden of Gethsemane, like it is right across this, what is now a street, okay. right, right across from the town so center. So about how far would you think that was from? Oh, from I, you know, I don't even know how to say yards or anything, but right. it's like, it's close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like across a major highway, you know? Wow. And so... He would have heard the guards come in. Yeah. Like that was not a surprise. Like right. they were in armor and they mm-hmm. were clanking, you know. So he would have heard. I mean, just walking down the Mount of Olives, like all of that. It's just, it's all right there. Like when you're standing on the Mount of Olives, you're just looking right across at the where the temple is, you mm-hmm. know. And so all of that's just, just right there. Yes. Wow. It's just. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're in a major city and you're you're walking. I mean, we just walked from here yeah. to here to here to here. You right. know. And then even when we went to places like where. David slew Goliath. Like everything was just amazing. I mean, like you could just go, yeah. in a, you know, it's an hour away or something. And it's not like, you know, I would think, oh, get on a plane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, everything's really close. But they walked. Mm-hmm, right. They walked everywhere. And so to just to walk where Jesus walked and to see and experience, you know, just, um, just a glimpse into what really yeah. went on and what happened mm-hmm. and how, you know, just like when they arrested him and took him to Potiphar's house and they threw him in that hole, you know, like to see that hole. Yeah. Yes. You know, he was just down in the floor and there's a, you know, just to know like that was, they did that to Jesus. Right. Like, why should I expect people to be nice to me? Look how they yes. treated Jesus. him. Yeah. Right. And, and he still offered grace mm-hmm. and yes. love and um, still took mm-hmm. on their shame too, yeah. you know, like the the very people who were mistreating him, and um, it's just it's just amazing to see all that, yeah. and mm-hmm. it just brings it all makes it so real. Yes, too, to see, you mm-hmm. know, to actually see that and they have a they have a um, section of, I guess, stone or like the streets were paved with stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they have a section that where Jesus actually did walk on as he was, you know, taking that walk as they were leading him to the cross. Yeah. And that you just want to lay on it and cry, you right. know, it's just, and what I didn't understand and y'all may not understand either is that um, everything then was built out of stone. Mm-hmm. And so 
when they destroy it, like when they destroy the temple right. back in the Old Testament, like stone doesn't go away. Like you right. don't just burn it or yeah. like you would a wood, mm-hmm. you know, like, like if you knock a house down, that, stone, that wood's going to deteriorate, you know, but stone doesn't go away. So it just falls down. Yes. Right. And so then the wind blows and the dirt comes and it fills in all those crevices and cracks. Mm-hmm. And so then they build on top of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they build on top of that, yeah. you know, and so um, there there's have been things built on top of that temple uh-huh. and then built again. And so, like, you have to go down under the ground where they have preserved this area. Right. They dug back down into it and found it yes. and have preserved it, you know, so that you can go down to right. it. And it's amazing to see that. But that is why, like, if you've ever seen, like, the Welling Wall mm-hmm. and stuff, uh the Jews stand at the Welling Wall because down underneath there, see, is where the original temple was, where they believe that's the closest they can get to God. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, because they don't they don't believe that Jesus is there. Like they don't just mm-hmm. pray. Like right now, we believe that. Right. We're two or three are gathered. Right. We can just hold hands and pray, and right. God is in our midst. Mm-hmm. And they don't. They go and lean, press their face against that wall, trying to get close. Yeah you know, to the mm. presence. You you have shared so many, so many elements. Good, yeah. And just the the last one, the, talking about stone reminds me of the scripture, the stone that the builders rejected. Jesus is that stone. Mm. So many have rejected him. Yes, that cornerstone, but he's our foundation. Yeah. And then when you were talking about at the crucifixion, just reminding of us of the crowd and their brutality and the the just meanness but I, mm. I like your word brutality that's very strong um depiction of what this crowd was like this mob and that's how satan is the minute you said that i it gave me an image of satan's brutal Mm-hmm. Um, that's yes. so true Gwen how can you say crucify him crucify him this is one who has healed the blind caused the deaf to hear the dumb to speak brought back their dead Ooh. cleansed them of leprosy crucify him Miracle crucify him um, that's how brutal Satan is to us yeah. that yes. follow after him as well but um, fear not mm-hmm. yes, because of the folded linen he's coming back for us yes he yeah. is yeah. because we have chosen him as our cornerstone we can stand on that solid rock and trust him for protection that's so true that's so good mm. Ooh, Pam so good. You have, you've got 15 sermons in there I know <laughs> I know it's so good it's so good I think I think one more thing that speaks loudly to me of just in thinking about the crucifixion and Jesus on the cross is the other two criminals that are on the crosses next Mm -hmm. to him. And I think one of my favorite, and I have it on uh, some scripture in my um, house said the man on the middle cross told me that I could come, (laughs) you know, and I think that that just signifies that it's never too late. You know, it's it's never too late. And I think it's in Luke 23. It says one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. And the other, other criminal rebuked him. It says, don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, 
we are punished justly for what we are getting, what we, our deeds deserve. But this man in the middle has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Oh, the man wow. on the middle cross told me I could come. And here's a criminal, mm. a, a sinner on the cross next to Jesus. And he's finally saying, remember me. For all of us, if we know somebody who's not yet given their life to Christ, mm -hmm. that maybe, you know, at the end of their life or on their deathbed, it's never too late to go to somebody and tell them about the freedom that Jesus died for for us. Yes. And the gift of eternal life in heaven. Amen. You know, yes. the man on the middle cross told me I could come. And I he told that. us that we could come. And yes. you listening, he told you that you could come. Yes. And don't, let's not forget that. That is a message of the Easter. That's is right. I died so you could come. Yes. Yes. And for you, mama, who want mm -hmm. to make Easter perfect yeah. for your precious babies. Right. <laughs> and you're doing all the things. You're getting a matching outfit. Yeah. And um, you are, you know, thinking about their Easter basket and all that you're going to put in it. And you just want it to be so special for them we get that yeah but today what we want you to understand is that there is nothing, nothing that you can give your children that is more precious than fostering a love for him mm -hmm. a love for jesus and showing them what it looks like to have a relationship yes. with him you know, far more than they will listen to what you say, they will watch what you do. That's right. And so as you are doing all the things, man, mm -hmm. all the things that you have going on in your life and running around like a crazy person, they are watching. Mm -hmm. And they notice where you get your strength. Mm -hmm. And they notice where you find your peace. You know, if if you run to wine, they they see that. If yeah. you run to a pill bottle, they know. Mm -hmm. If you run to Jesus, they, they see know. that. You That's don't have to right. tell them. They're going to know it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I tell you, nothing is more important than your relationship with Jesus and, and then your children's mm -hmm. relationship with Jesus. Right. And, you know, the Lord has given you these children mm -hmm. to steward and to grow, they're really his. Mm -hmm. They're really not even yours. They right. really are his. That's right. And so, um, you know, that I just think this is the year mm -hmm. that... Um, you make Easter different. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That you really you have a start chance. showing your children uh, who Jesus is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell them mm -hmm. what he's done for you. Mm -hmm. You know, share him with them and let them know that he's the most important thing. That's right. That's right. That's right. We enjoy the time that we get to come alongside you. And we hope that you have a wonderful Easter mm -hmm. and that wherever you are in your walk with Jesus, that, um, that we can point you more that way. And we can do that at Engage for More through our inner circle. Yes. Or if you need to take a step further and you you feel like you can benefit some for some faith, life, uh, coaching, business coaching, um, we are all available to do that. You can find that in the link in our show notes or go to engageformore.com 
to take part in a complimentary call. And we would love to come alongside you in that as well. And so I hope that everybody has a great Easter uh, this week. Yeah, dye yeah. the eggs. Dye, That's dye right. Eggs. Hide them. them. Hide <laughs> them. Put some money. Put If your kids don't have fun uh, at an Easter egg hunt, if you have teenagers, just put some money in there and it will That's be right. the funnest day ever. Yes. Competition <laughs> dumb. They, they will be fighting for those eggs. So That's have right. fun, but talk about Jesus. Yes. And eat some chocolate. Yes. Ooh. Love you, ladies. Have a great week. <laughs>